0: America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. And today's raids ended in nine arrests
1: and 17. that He began pouring illegal drugs from Mexico into the U.S. two decades ago. We have increased seizures of illegal drugs. Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A dirty war is erupted. Sancted by the Philippines new president. His
0: orders for his people and his police
1: kill them. Kill them dirty motherfuckers. Gone. That's sad. It's so sad when you think about it. Makes me mad. Makes me mad. But I'm so glad. That. <laughs> I'm here with everyone on the Daily Attic Podcast. Welcome back. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. Yo. Here to give you the greatest stories. You know the routine. Make sure you give us good ratings out there, folks. That's take a all. Fucking I'm, shower. That's all I'm gonna say. Take a fucking shower. Yeah. Who me? No, everyone else. Oh, yeah, they should. Yeah, you should always take showers. But always remember, clean or dirty, we love you, folks. Right. And with with without you, there is no us.
0: Without us.
1: Without us is a boring fucking world. <laughs> I tell you that right now. We're bringing you the real deal. Make sure you check out our friends at Mar- uh, Marijuana. I want to say that like I was <laughs> from the deep south. Marijuana. Marijuana. De- delivery.com. Uh, check us out at com. Ton of info over there, man. A ton of info. A ton of shit to do. If you're into cannabis, smoking it.
0: You can even see our podcast on that shit.
1: Yes, we're on the front page. Front. Love those guys over there. And also check out Truth, DrugTruthAustralia.org. That's with Matt Frazier over there. He's always got good information about all the different
0: drugs. Tells the truth.
1: For sure. Appreciate those guys. So let's go into our first story of the episode, dog. Let's do it. It's about athletes. Rich athletes on CNN. I, actually, everywhere. This is national news. This ain't. This is not a DAP exclusive. By no means. Unfortunately, you know. Usually, we cover the obscure, but we're jumping on the main screen uh, stream right now with the uh, X MLB players implicated in a major drug trafficking organization in the Dominican Republic. We never broke that story about that big drug bust in the Dominican Republic, actually. We never talked about that. So we'll cover it here. Um, But these guys are implemented in it. and It's Octavio Dutel and uh, Luis Castillo. And they they played for a lot of teams. They played for a lot of years. Well, at least uh, Dutel did. He played for a lot of teams. The Attorney General, Jean-Alien Rodriguez's office, confirmed that it's targeting the two who played for the Mets, Marlins, Tigers, and Reds. They, pay, they played for a lot of teams. The men are accused of being part of a ring allegedly run by Cesar Peralta. It's going to be a hard article. Why is that? All the names, man. It is. According to, well, if I put a little Mexican flair on it, All according right, to it. Rodriguez, <laughs> who described Peralta's operation, as one of the most important drug trafficking structures in the Caribbean. So this thing was like rocking the Caribbean, bro. Wow. Caribbean queen. <laughs> Snore in the same line. That was bad. Fucking awful, man. I tried. The former ballplayers are accused of helping la- uh, launder profits from the drug smuggling operation. Radhadridigiz. <laughs> He told CNN. So the exact charges being levied against the man isn't clear yet. They don't know. They know they were involved with this thing, but they don't know how. Like, they don't know where they stuffing drugs inside of hollow bats and shipping them to the U.S. Who fucking knows? How else would you help as a baseball player? So how else would you help smuggle drugs, be a part of a crime ring, unless you let them launder money through your high fucking priced income? Right. You know, because if you're a rich athlete and you go deposit a hundred thousand, they're not really questioning that shit really too much, man. They're just like, oh, he's a millionaire. Am I making sense? It looks like I'm not making sense to you or something. Am
0: I good or? No, I'm just trying to wonder. I mean, did they come up with the story like prematurely?
1: They might have. They really don't have nothing no. serious on them. They're just like suspects, kind of just fucking up their reputation. Right yeah, the it's fucking them up. What if they just got like cousins in the Dominican Republic or something, dude? And they're, they they right. text them saying, "Hey, what's going on?" Or so you know. And they right. just now they're implicated in it. Right. They might have nothing. Good fucking point. We're trying them just like they're guilty. I'm trying to figure out what they have to gain, but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck they did. All right, let's see. He, Castillo, 43, responded to the news with shock and surprise. The lawyer was at a loss of how to respond to the allegations because he claims Rodriguez's office hung up on him when he called and declined to respond to his questions via email or Twitter. I simply lack any information whatsoever, and my client is bewildered by all of this as well. As we all would be. As we all would be. Octavio Detel, um, he's also... Involved in this. So I guess CNN spoke to Castillo. And uh, he denied involved any drug trafficking at all. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not fucking guilty. Um. So what are they doing against um this guy? I guess this Peralta. This Peralta. He has a bunch of businesses. He has nightclubs is in uh, he traffics women from Colombia and Venezuela and launders money. He's somehow connected to these guys.
0: But they don't know how yet.
1: No. No, both men are married with children, it says at the end of the article. It's like the last line of the article, CNN. Both men are married with children. But, you know, I love that they say. Ex-MOB players implicated in major drug trafficking organization, but they don't have one shred of anything right now. This is a fucking shame, dude. This is. This is a fucking shame. Shame on you, CNN. Fuck, shame on everybody right now. If you don't have nothing. Let's you... just close this fucking bullshit. Yeah, fuck that. You know what? Act like we didn't even cover that shit. Yeah. Don't go to CNN. We got to email them, Fox. Go to BBC. Yeah, go to (laughs) bbc.com. You get a big surprise. (laughs) No doubt about it. Oh, man. What? British Broadcasting Corporation or whatever.
0: (laughs) Oh, you weren't saying, like, BBC?
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the British. (laughs) I'm talking about the British Broadcasting. British Broadcasting somebody in England wants to kill me right now sorry dog sorry homie I didn't mean to chop up your shit So, hey, let's go on to the next story it's about um, Seattle this is from the New York Times which is the most reputable of news organizations Seattle has figured out how to end the war on drugs now at first you think when you read that They really figured it out. Then you think this is just going to be a spoof piece. It's going to start out how everything's so great on the drug war. Then it's going to flip and say the drug war is a failure, blah, blah, blah. No, this is just a straight up fucking article about how Seattle's going to end the fucking drug war. And bravo to fucking Seattle. They're making big things over there, man. I love Seattle for this. I love this mayor that's in charge here. What a great fucking philosophy. Like BBC love or? No, not that much, but just under that, 90%.
0: So, SBC
1: love. Hell yeah. Whatever that is. I don't know what that is, dude. I have no idea what that is. But yeah, hell yeah. Um, on the gritty streets where heroin, fentanyl, and meth stride like Darth Eaters, where the decades of drugs Decades of drug war and drugs have uh, ruined lives in the city of Seattle. (laughs) Did you say Darth Eaters? I said Darth Darth Eaters. eaters. Oh, Death Eaters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking that says Darth Vader. (laughs) And then I'm like, Darth Eaters? (laughs) Death Eaters. God damn. Let me reel this back. Let me reel this in one second here. This article is about a city that has taken the opposite approach on the war on drugs. The mayor himself, and they talk about him. Actually, it's not the mayor. It's the prosecuting attorney. He's the big one. His name is Dan Satterberg. That's a good name. That's a real good name. Dan Satterberg. They talk about his strife with his younger sister, how she ran away from home at a young age. She got with the wrong crowd she became in a situation that wasn't good. You know, she got raped, she got used, she started doing drugs and then she did more drugs to try to, because she was traumatized. And then he, she struggled her whole life with addiction and this guy dealt with it. It was his younger sister. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now he's in a position of power. And as the prosecuting attorney of Seattle, they came up with a program not to criminalize users, but to put them back in the system and for like $350 a month, it's a cost to them. They're leading the way because they're, that's way cheaper than taking care of a prisoner. Yeah, it is 350 bucks a month for treatment. That's not not that, anything compared to like housing somebody and, and taking care of their health and it's insurance, act- actually helping somebody. It's helping somebody. It's being compassionate. You, know, you
0: don't help nobody when they're in prison. Fuck you no. just throw them in there and you hope when they come out
1: with that, they found God and, or they're yeah. not going to do drugs anymore, but or, they can do them BBC, in prison yeah. or BBC. There's more BBC in drugs in prison than people realize. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And there's probably some SBC too. I don't know what that is, but probably. So <laughs> as we move on in the story and take this seriously, this is a very big article. This might be one of the biggest articles in a long, long time. Because this, Seattle may be the very first city in the United States to end the war on drugs. Right. Seriously. What will be the next one? What will be the next city? Because this is, they have a program, it's called LEAD, short for Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion. So that you they divert you from going to jail. I like that. By putting you in this assisted system I like that the idea is instead of simply arresting drug users for narcotics or prostitution police officers watch for those who are involved and want to, and want help and divert them to social service programs and intensive case man uh intensive case management so they manage them quite closely it was a huge success in 2017 a peer reviewed study found that the drug users assigned to lead were 58% less likely to be re-arrested. That's good. That's fucking huge compared with the control group. Um, with the control group that was, you're almost double the chance of getting arrested normally. I mean, you're like fucking, you get arrested for drugs. There's stories out there right now that, that, that I chose not to cover because there's so many of them. A guy just got off drug charges a week ago and he's already caught again. Or, There was a woman who was going to court for a meth uh, charge and got busted with meth when she was going through the fucking security guards, dude. Damn. She didn't even get to her case without getting busted again. You know what I mean? This is the kind of law that would help people like that. I agree. You got a fucking problem. Obviously, you got busted. You can't even get to the fucking court date without fucking having some... Uh, meth on you, you know, and if this
0: works i hope more
1: i hope more cities
0: look at that and find out that we could do it too
1: yeah it's a huge it's a huge boost
0: but you know what then you see all these these cities building brand new jails and prisons
1: i think we just got the wrong leaders right yeah. now. right now yeah punish the pain You got to figure that somebody's in a lot of pain if they need, if they're (laughs) like addicted to drugs, like they're addicted to hard drugs. You got to figure, man, they're probably in a lot of pain either internally or physically or whatever. And the fucking thing that we do right now is we punish them and put and isolate them and throw them in prison and make it worse, make it worse. You got to take a person that's aching on the inside so bad that they got to, you know, shoot up to forget whatever they're trying to deal with. Or maybe, you know, Maybe they, uh, like a guy on a show I was watching, he slipped and fell and hurt his back at work and then got on some uh, opioids or whatever and started taking those and then they cut him on him and then he was addicted. So he went and got the heroin and now he's doing heroin. You know, it, it's there's no empathy for these people. There's no empathy for people like that right now.
0: No, because you're bad, you
1: use drugs. I think that's so fucked up, man. It is fucked up. And here in this article, they talk about the war on drugs beginning in 1971, but they're full of shit. It actually started way before that, but Nixon just power boosted it. Okay? He gave it, like, steroids. Right. Um, so it was a legitimate alarm about narcotics both in, in the United States and among U.S. troops in Vietnam, but the war approached, locked up, the war approach it locked up enormous numbers of people and devastated the family structure. Drug laws discriminated against African Americans. The possession of crack cocaine, disproportionately used by blacks, drew far harsher sentences than possession of the same quantity of qual- the quantity of powdered cocaine, more likely to be used by whites. See, I don't know if I believe that a whole lot. I mean, I, I do think that whites probably use cocaine more. But you have to you you have to make crack out of cocaine anyway. You right, know what I mean. Right. So the black blacks are going to have large amounts of cocaine too, if you're making crack out of it. What the fuck? I I just I mean I guess just using it is probably the case there because remember, most prisoners for drug laws, the majority of them are sitting in jail for a gram or less. Right. Was it seven out of ten or some shit? Something. I know it's over fifty percent for sure. I'll bet on that. I think last time we covered it was like seven out of ten. A gram or less and you're in jail. Man, that's like that's like a size of a raisin sometimes. Small, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay? You got a little last thing in your mm-hmm. pocket and that's gonna put you in prison? That don't even make sense to me. The more I think about it, it's like, this is the stupidest shit. This is
0: this. We are. And you said raisin.
1: Raisin. Hell yeah. I had to say that during this podcast. We had a little contest between us. And he said, how are you going to use the word raisin? I said, you'll see. You'll see. (laughs) I won that bet. I expect payment promptly after the show, my friend. A box of raisins. Yes. California. While the U.S. doubled down on the criminal justice approach to drugs, Portugal took the opposite avenue, decriminalizing possession of all drugs in 2001. It was a gamble, but succeeded. So their overdose, overdose deaths plunged. Um, it's just that the drug morality rates in the U.S., are 50 times higher than Portugal. Like we have so many deaths. We have so much. We have overdoses like crazy in this country and it's not, anything to help it would, would, would be awesome. What's working is not helping it. It's getting worse. If all the studies are telling you that, like if you just say, you know, you just start doing something every day and every time you did it, it got worse. Would you keep fucking doing it? You know what I'm saying? That's don't I. It has to be purposeful, because if Seattle sees it, if Seattle does this, and I I, I hope it succeeds a hundred percent, it'll go from city to city to city, and then all of a sudden we'll be changing our podcast format just a s- slight little bit because it'll be drugs will be legal at that point. At least you won't be punished for possessing drugs, which is really. The, the main thing that's keeping everybody in jail and everybody overdosing. You know, if they did that, the states,
0: the feds, they'd lose so much money.
1: Hell yeah. And a lot of rich people would lose money too. Exactly,
0: man. so it's like, I don't know if this drug
1: war is ever going to end. It's got to. It's know, trending man. that There's way. Too much money in it, dude. There's, it's trending that way. Too much. You think money. about it. You think of our. Right, you and you and I have the same view on this. We know that it's that it's not right. And everyone that's listening to us now, they agree with us in some way, because if they disagreed with us, they sure ain't getting a hold of us so they can debate us on the podcast. Because we can't find anybody to debate us on this podcast. I challenge anybody that's listening to this podcast. Anybody you know that wants to come on here and debate about the drug war, the dangers, the the pros, the cons, if they think that the drug war is successful or they think that it's uh, something that's meaningful or useful, man, I'll eat that ass up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you want them here in person?
1: No. 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 <laughs> No. Damn. No,
0: dude. Damn, you just went straight. <laughs> I don't give a shit. No, I mean, not straight at all, but No, you just went somewhere. No, you, no. Somewhere no, you know what I, come on. Yeah, man. I know exactly yeah. what you meant. You're talking about a raisin and then eating the ass up, dude. I mean, what's up, dude? Where are we going? We taking this daily addict to triple X or what?
1: <laughs> okay, you got a sick, sick mind, motherfucker. You're funny. Oh, I love you. Anyway, is that the last story of the episode? No. No. What's? It's not. What's
0: up? I thought it was the last
1: one. No, it's not. Oh, shit. No, we got the Florida man. Oh, yeah. Dude looks. Dude down in Florida. Yeah. We got this on. I love Florida, man. com Actually, .uk. It's, and this is kind of all over the place, too. You can find this at at any news source right now, the Florida man arrested for possessing ecstasy pills in the shape of Trump's face. Damn. And it's orange. Damn. And if you look at the picture, it looks just like Trump with his puckered lips and everything, bad hair and all and orange as fuck. The Florida man had been charged with, um, after being found in possession of ecstasy pills in the shape of Donald. Yeah. We just read that, but look at him. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. He's on there. Just look at him. They're going to say his name. He's guilty. The U.S. And Trump. I'm surprised Trump didn't retweet this already because he's such a fucking, you know, that's such a beautiful ecstasy. I know that was a horrible. (laughs) Was that supposed to be? It was, man. You got to give me another. You got to give me another one. That's a great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, go ahead. All right. It was a. It's a great ecstasy pill. It's awful. Too. It's magnificent. Is a I can't. I can't do it because I'm laughing so hard. All right, straight face. Straight face. The U.S. You president can never had, have a straight face. No, I couldn't. Um, fucker. <laughs> Not during this episode, that's for sure. The U.S. president had been depicted in some weird and wonderful ways since his time in office, including the infamous Trump baby blimp. Oh. A statue of him tweeting on the toilet and even little busts of the president inviting dogs to pee on him. The reincarnations are all controversial, but one which definitely wouldn't receive the presidential seal of approval comes in the form of a drug reportedly held by 23-year-old Brendan Dolan King. How do they know he wouldn't approve it? I know. I think he would. I think he would, too. Oh, yeah. Oh I mean, what does the back say? The back is the back of his head. I no, think. it says. Oh, it says great Trump. Again. No, it oh. says great
0: again. He would approve that shit.
1: No. It <laughs>
0: <laughs> It
1: does. No, it does. The back says Trump. Oh No, there's other ones. too. Oh, there's
0: there's multiple ones. Yeah. Oh, other ones say great again.
1: Oh, so he actually might be involved with it. You're yeah. saying it's an excellent way for him to. It's
0: like, a, you know, at his rallies, he passes out instead of like pins. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Next thing you know, his rallies, he's going to start having laser light shows and smoke and <laughs> shit. He's going to come out with a birthday cake, smash people's faces. Damn. Hand them out at the door. He's going to tell them, hand these out to everyone as they come to the rally. Tell them they're vitamins. Was that him? That was not him. That was meant to be him, but that was not him. No.
0: All right, man, you get one more
1: try. I got to work on that one before I try that one. I never would want to impersonate Donald Trump, man. I just have no, I have no will to do it. Although the pills look just like them. I think they should do ecstasy pills for every president. They should. Yeah. They should, they should throw Barack in there. They should throw a Bush in there. They should throw Bill in there. I think they should do one for every president and every vice president. I agree. You know? Cause that would be kind of cool. Like major presidents come out. (laughs) Then the new ecstasies come out. It's like the newest thing. Right. Why not? I should. But I think for him, I think you're right. This might be a way to campaign because the back, it says Trump. If it said I mean, Trump twenty twenty, I'd be like what How the many fu-? people use ecstasy? A lot of kids use it. Exactly.
0: Do if you can get votes by giving free ecstasy out. Ooh,
1: Shit. Maybe they are free. I don't know if they're free. But, I mean, if he's if he's smart. He has access to all the ecstasy dude. They they confiscate it all. He can re crush it and repress it into I think he's behind it. I think he's really behind it. That's how big of an egomaniac he is. A narcissist. I think that he would allow. Just think. If the head of the DEA came to him and said, Mr. President, I got a way we can win this thing.
0: For sure. What would Donald say?
1: He would say, sure. (laughs) Sure.
0: Dude, that wasn't even close. I
1: know. I sound like a Boston <laughs> cab driver and shit. Sure, I parked the car there. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's hard. It's hard to do Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, I'm not Alec Baldwin, dude. I can't do that shit. Fuck, man. So, all in all, all in all, you're gonna be putting Donald Trump in your mouth i don't I don't like that idea either. I don't like that idea to do that. I don't like ecstasy period, and I know that it uh, affects people differently in bad ways, but there's also good ways too yeah i mean long term use yeah long term is definitely bad for you but if there's you, some
0: there's some good chemicals in there that help with like you know depression and p t s d and
1: I didn't know just, that. just Google that shit man uh The MDMA? Yeah. Yeah, that's real popular. So that's probably, somebody pressed these up. These were probably pressed up in like Europe. Well, they were found in the UK, so. Yeah, that's where they, that's where a lot of ecstasy pills get pressed. They got like labs all over the place, dude. They're pressing ecstasy all the time. Shipping it over here press it i know if they're we got listeners in the uk we do if you're one of the listeners pressing the the trump pills or even if you're putting trump in your mouth exactly um give tim a call train change your mind it's not a good idea but try some other presidents do some throwbacks i mean it's drugs you might as well do nixon but you know what everybody taking it wouldn't know who the fuck it was that's why dude who's this bro (laughs) <laughs> oh no, dude. Take it anyway. All right, bro. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't know, man. Is the planter peanut guy? I don't know. <laughs> planner peanut guy? The planner peanut guy? I don't fucking know the peanut peanut head. I don't know what Nixon looks like. He looks like he looks weird to me. If you had a pill with President Nixon's face on it. I would know what it is. You would probably eat that ass up. No, I wouldn't eat that ass (laughs) up. No, I don't do that shit, man. I'm telling you. Really? Nope. Nope. Did it one time. MDMA, I did one time. On New Year's Eve. It was actually... Did you just lick your lips when you did that? One time. One time. We... It was New Year's Eve. I want to say 2017. 16 going into 17 and um we we got a room by the casino and, and we did some MDMA and uh we were winning. We went to the slot building where they have all the slot machines and we were just like winning money all night and the lights were like extra bright and the sounds were extra crisp and everything and they had a band there. The band was fantastic. And uh we danced like, it made us want to dance. Like, I don't dance. You know, I don't dance. But uh, it was a great experience. I just wish I'd drink more water. Because you get kind of dehydrated, you know? You do look kind of like a raisin. <laughs> oh, man. I'm never going to hear the end of that, am I? No. I'm the one that won the bet what are you so mad about I'm not really sure is that why you got me to say raisin so you could later you knew I would say ass you're gonna put it together ass raisin yeah like the ingenious (laughs) comic situator that you are man right, I know you're not admitting to it right now
0: I'm not man I don't even know about this fucking bet you made with yourself no
1: with you dude I won't say it on air no more. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you check out our boys over at MarijuanaDeliveryService.com. DrugTruthAustralia.org. Take it easy, man. See you next time.